Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has room. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and it's Scrimmage Eve. Uh, this is the podcast that I forgot that we were going to do because I for- not I forgot there was practice today, but when we were doing that last podcast, uh, for some reason I thought that was the last time we were going to talk before the scrimmage, which is just wrong. Um, and what it was was the last time we talked to Carl before the scrimmage. Those two things, easy to get mixed up. Um, but we are going to spend just a couple minutes talking about this scrimmage, what to expect. But we, I mean, we mostly covered that in the uh, in the last podcast. But today I had a chance to talk with Devin Grant, with Guy Thomas. So I've got those interviews. We'll play those at the end of the podcast here. And um, again, it should be kind of a short one because once again, like I got back pretty late from practice, wrote, did some more writing so that I have less to do tomorrow. And well, here's the other part. Here's the totally off topic part, but I have a sty on my eye, which is not fun. Um, it it's been around for like ten days, and what it is is it's basically like a pimple on your eyelid. And I I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I we got good health insurance. This is kind of, this is really late night conversation, (laughs) but yeah, we got good health insurance. I haven't used it at any point. And then I was like, well, it's time to finally just pull the trigger. So hopefully here in a couple of minutes, I'm going to get the emails saying this virtual doctor is ready to talk about me and get me this eye ointment. Um, but I was also dealing with that. So that's the other reason it's late is because I was like, how do I log into a health insurance account? Yeah. You'd think it'd be easy. I really, really struggled. Um, but now here we are, just waiting for an email and doing a podcast. You know, what <laughs> What more can we ask for? Uh, so there's my life story. I guess if we're talking about my life, why not add this? Uh, tomorrow, I'm really excited. And uh, obviously, I'm really excited for the scrimmage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's 11.15 a.m. Again, it's at Folsom Field. You don't have to, like sign up or anything it's free to go to they want fans to go there so if you're looking for a way to spend a 76 degree day 
how about sitting in Folsom Field? Like, that kind of sounds perfect to me. Um, hopefully, I'll see a bunch of you out there. Well, you'll you'll see me out there. Hopefully, I see you, depending on whether my eye is swollen shut or not. Um, what a time for this, right? Like, when I'm sitting up in that press box and I have to try to squint through one eye and see everything. Because, again, like, this is the high-pressure day. Like, every other time I see the Buffs play football, I can rewatch that whenever I want. You know, whether it's a whether it's a game during the season, whether it's a spring game, whatever. But, you know, we have this one scrimmage and anything you don't see when it happens, it's it's just gone. It's gone forever. You know, you're never seeing a replay of it. So it's a big day and I have one eye. Um, but yeah, uh, all of that's going on tomorrow. Obviously, afterward, we're going to get podcast up, going to going to write about it Um but then I'm also trying to get to that Rockies game at like six tomorrow, and that's a that's gonna be really tight. Because again, like I think the the scrimmage is scheduled to get done at one thirty. Probably have interviews until a couple minutes after two would be my guess, and then drive back down, see if you can get back by three. That'd be a good time, and then three hours till first pitch. You know, one hour for one story, one hour for another story, one hour for the podcast because that podcast is going to be more than an hour. It's probably going to be an hour long. There's going to be so much to talk about if, you know, I can actually see the field. Um, But it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a busy day. And I'm up really, really late the night before, which I'm sure I'm going to be happy about tomorrow. But I don't have to think about that right now. All we're going to do is think about these buffs, talk about what we're going to to, to watch for. Um, And we mostly, like I said, covered that in the last podcast. Um, but then also let you guys hear from Guy Thomas and uh, my guy Devin Grant. So obviously the quarterbacks are, are what you think of first. And in particular with Brendan, I think what you want to see is, I mean, first of all, just not much running. Like you just want to see him be clinical from the pocket. And again, that's a big ask in part because that's not exactly who he is as a player. Um, but in a practice environment, um, that's that's what you want to see, right? Is he sits he sits in the pocket, he waits for somebody to come open, he hits him, and he moves along, you know, just just nice and clean and structured and sharp. Um, that that's what would be ideal in my mind. Now you need a lot of things to go right. Uh, first of all, you need there to be a pocket to sit in. You know, if it if it takes two and a half seconds for a play to develop, you got to be able to stand there for two and a half seconds and. To be honest, like that's that that would be a huge ask for last year's offensive line. This year's offensive line, honestly, I think that they're going to be solid. Are they solid after six practices? I'd guess no. I'd guess no. Um, if if I were to to make my prediction, I'd say that that offensive line gets beat up tomorrow. Um, I, I think that when you just look at what they're going up against with Jalen Sami and Terrence Lang. Naim Rodman, like that's a really solid group of three. From there, you get to Guy Thomas on one edge, Jamar or Devin Grant or one of those guys on the other edge. And on top of that, like solid linebackers, solid linebackers behind them. But that front five going up against your front five, I mean, you have to pick the defense in this situation, right? And so you, you definitely add that to the things that you watch, just like how is the pocket? Is there a pocket? And then in the running game, like are there running lanes or is everything just getting blown up in the backfield still? Um, when it comes to Brendan Lewis, though, 
it'd be really nice to see him get to work with a clean pocket. Um, just, just because then you actually get to make an evaluation, right? Like it's, it's when we talk about last year, it's yeah, Brendan didn't play well. And there were a lot of times he held on to the ball too much. There were times he rolled out of the pocket too early. There's receivers who, you know, he missed more often than not, like didn't miss so bad that they couldn't catch the ball, but, but missed them enough that, they had to turn back around and grab it instead of running as they caught it and picking up more yards, whatever. The point is, with all of those things that Brendan struggled with, you still kind of look back and say, if they'd given him a good offensive line, where would he have been? Because the the answer isn't, oh, he would have been all Pac-12, but would he have at least just been, like, solid? I think that there's a chance. Um, so that kind of, again, starts starts tomorrow. Um, if uh, if they can give him a clean pocket, then at the very least you get to say, oh, Brendan did well, or oh, nope, Brendan didn't do well. If he doesn't have a clean pocket, then you leave saying, well, Brendan kind of struggled, but also, can you blame him? Like, who would have looked good out there? Um, and, and that's what would be disappointing, is if this offensive line plays so poorly that you just can't get a good read on this scrimmage, because they could blow up the running game too. Um, so... I don't know. It's 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 a team sport. It all kind of works together, I guess. Even if you want to see good things from Brendan, and again, like when you think about what he is, what is his peak form, like what what are you hoping you see from Brendan Lewis this season? What is the best case scenario? Obviously, a lot of it has to do with his legs. You know, being able to to pick up third downs, be able to to run that you know read option type of stuff, and you know rip off some big gains, but. In the passing game, you know, his strength is is still that short underneath type of stuff. And, and he got pretty good at those reads. And so that's why, you know, if, if he has a pocket, then he gets to do what he's good at doing. And, and you know, with Brendan, you know, you work from the inside out. You work from five yards in front of the line of scrimmage, five yards in front of the center, really, and then just move out from there, move horizontally from there, move vertically from there. Um, but that is where everything kind of starts and ends in the passing game with Brendan. So the question is, how big is that kind of like, like if you think of it as like a heat map, um, does it, do you wind up getting like just that small area is like the red and everything else super cool, or does that just kind of expand out? And I think that's kind of what this growth process probably looks like for him as a quarterback is just kind of that heat map, that efficiency um, just growing from that point of the field out to the rest of the field in terms of the passing game. Um, so again, like when you don't have a pocket to step it up on, or stop step up in, then it makes it really hard to to do what you're best at. Um, so you do want to see that expand, but in order to get into a rhythm, he needs to be kind of cooking right there. Um, kind of, honestly, Teddy Bridgewater-ish, right? I think probably a better athlete than Teddy. Also, does hasn't been the passer, obviously, that the NFL quarterback is, but uh, that's kind of the mold that you look at, I think. Um, I, th- I think. Um, so there's uh, there's Brendan. And, and obviously, you're excited to see the other quarterbacks as well. No JT Shrout. Um, I, I guess I, I think it's supposed to be about a half hour or so of just warm-ups and drills and that sort of stuff. And then they get into the actual scrimmage. So you'll see JT out there probably for that sort of stuff. During the scrimmage, though, 
Uh, you're going to see a lot of Brendan. You're going to see a lot of Drew Carter. You're going to see a lot of Maddox Cobb. And Drew Carter, Maddox Cobb, they're probably competing for that number three job this year. Who knows, though? You know, if one of them can beat the other one out this spring, then then maybe they could kind of weasel their way into that, that starting quarterback job or to, to push Brendan or JT for that number two job. I think it's probably unlikely. I'd be pretty surprised if Brendan and JT aren't your one and two in some order. And, and right now I'd say Brendan is probably your number one. Um, that's just the feeling that I get. But we'll see. And a big day tomorrow from either Drew or Maddox would go a long way. Um, I want to see Maddox's arm. That's something I'm excited about. He's a big-armed guy. And I think that with players like that, it's kind of important to see him in person, right? Like, what does that ball look like coming out of his hand? So I'm excited to see him throw a football for the first time. Um, I think that uh, Drew Carter, obviously, dual-threat athlete. Um, you you want to see what is the upside as a runner for him. You know, is he somebody who's just like kind of mobile, can can make you miss in the pocket a little bit to to get outside the pocket, extend the play, and give a receiver more time to get open? Like, I'm I'm confident that he has that in his bag. But is he the the type of runner that you look at and say, okay, if we can get the ball in his hands, he can make something happen down the field running the ball? Um, and then that's something we just haven't really had a chance to see from him. Um, then obviously, like place quarterback, we want to see him throw the ball as well. But who knows? Um, from there, I mean, we kind of touched on the offensive line, but those battles in the trenches is if the offensive line is able to consistently beat the defensive line, that's probably the story of the day. Just given how bad that offensive line was last year, how much experience you have on the defensive line, you know, that's that's probably the story. Um, not definitely, um, but I, I think that they have a real chance to prove something. And, and the reason to be the story is because nobody would expect that to happen. I'm getting into the specifics, though. I want to see who's working at what positions. I do want to see that. You know, Tommy Brown, is he only playing guard, or is he getting some run at tackle as well? Um, what, what does this number two line look like? I think you have to imagine Jared Christian Lichtenhand's out there at one of the tackle spots. Um, but, like, are you seeing a Travis Gray rotate in with the number two offense? Who knows? So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at there as well. Um, safeties. The more I think about it, the more I'm curious about the safeties. Uh, Trevor Woods, uh, Torin Pittman, I think that those two should be really competing. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that you can look everywhere. And I think the rest of my thoughts I basically shared on the last podcast. So like if you're tuning into this before, like on your way up to Boulder, whatever, definitely check that other one out. Cause I got a little bit more in depth. The list got a little bit deeper. Talked about those tight ends, Eric Olson, Austin Smith. They're right up there at the top of the list too. And those are probably, I mean, you could probably make the case that those are the two stars of camp so far. And so I mean, they're obviously up near the top of the list of guys to watch, um, especially because you're down so many receivers you're going to be seeing a bunch of two tight end formations. But again, we talked about all that yesterday. Um, before we get into Guy Thomas and Devin Grant, I want to remind you guys about Juana's Fast Asleep Gummies. And I'm not going to lie. I don't need one right now. It's, uh, it's getting late. I could go to bed right now, sleep well, and uh, that's coming on the way here soon. 
Like, I think, like, only probably, like, an hour away I'm going to be asleep, and that's a pretty cool thought. But if you're not feeling like me, you could feel like me using Wana's Fast Asleep Gummies. Uh, they're, they're 20 to 100 THC to CBD, which means there's a small amount of THC in there. There's a lot of CBD in there. And they throw, like, some melatonin in there, but it it, it causes the root or it goes after the root causes of sleeplessness, like stress and pain and those sorts of things. It doesn't just make you drowsy like like most of those sleep drugs will, will make you feel. Um, it makes your eyelids feel heavy in just 5 to 15 minutes. You know, I got this sty eyelid feeling pretty heavy naturally. A little extra right now, if I'm being honest. You could feel just like me, but without the pain of a lump on your eye, if you get Wana's fast asleep gummies. Um, and you can pick those up at Colorado's Premier Dispensary. That's Light Shade. They have 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. The new one in Barnum is now open. It's a block off of 6th and Federal. Um, it's actually the biggest Light Shade store. They've got specialty products that aren't offered at other locations. And they have awesome 420 specials at all of these locations. Uh, five best-selling products will be buy one, get one for a dollar from April 20th through the 26th. And... Always, podcast listeners can get 25% off all non-sale items with the code DNVR. Again, that's at Lightshade. You can shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location near you. Also, DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings is awesome. I actually, ooh, my, my bet struggled today. I did really great that Nuggets game. So I went to the Nuggets game last night. Um, what was that? That's Thursday night. And I made a couple bets. One was for Nikola Jokic to have at least 30 points and at least two steals. He gets at least two steals in every game. He had like four steals in that game. Um, it was a roller coaster, though, because he actually came out of the game early in the fourth quarter with 29 points. And they were up by so much. They are up by like 25 or something. You didn't expect him to come back. Luckily, there was a little bit of a run. He subs back in. He gets like the, the, the next bucket was what gave him the, the first ever 2,000-point 1,000 rebound, 500 assist season in NBA history, which is crazy to think about. That's never been done before, 2,000, 1,500. Um, so that was to 2,000. But I also had another bet, and that was for Jokic to have 35 points and 16 rebounds. And, you know, it was the similar, obviously, circumstance where it's like Jokic came out, I guess I lost this bet, and it's frustrating because he was totally going to get it if they just hadn't been so good that they're up by 30, you know? So that side was frustrating, but then he comes back in. He winds up with exactly 35 points and 16 rebounds, and that was a plus 750 bet. The other one was plus 350. So I'm not going to tell you how much I bet, but if I had bet $10, I would have made... Well, if I bet $10 on each, I would have won, what, $120? So... There's an example. But it, the point is, DraftKings is incredible. You should get in on it for sure. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. And if you bet $5 on UFC 273, you'll get $100 in free bets no matter what. You don't have to be right. You just have to make the bet. That's code DMVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, Colorado only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, actually, let's, uh, let's get a quick DraftKings pick of the week. Ooh, and here's what we're going to do. 
in honor of the Rockies being back, we are going to bet on the Dodgers to cover minus one and a half tomorrow. Should be easy. Um, the Dodgers are much better than the Rockies. It's simple as that. It sucks, but, I mean, we've been living with it for a while now, so how upset can you really be? Uh, that's that's a lock, so make sure that you get on, on that. That's a DraftKings pick of the week. All right. Um, we're going to hit Devin Grant here first. Uh, you remember Devin Grant got to play quite a bit late last season, um, in part because of the injury, actually, to Guy Thomas. Uh, but there were several injuries going around. He got on the field. Uh, he missed a couple tackles early on. But the general consensus is that he played very, very well um, later on in his stint in those last few weeks of the season. Uh, I think that there's obviously a lot to build on. Uh, he comes back now as this is his third year, so COVID year, red shirt year. And now he will be a red shirt freshman. Yes, he'll be a red shirt freshman. Um, so, so here's what he had to say. Um, how's uh, how's practice going so far? Practice is going good. I yeah. feel like um, we're getting a new scheme, we're getting new plays. So, just executing every day on a high level. So, yeah, you got to play quite a bit down the stretch last year. Mm-hmm. That, how valuable is that just to have some experience on your belt? Know what's happening out yeah. there? No, I, it's definitely different out there. I felt like. At first, I thought it would be a lot faster, but throughout the other two games, the game slowed on to me, and I thought I could play better as the game was on. So. What do you see when you look back at those games, like watch the tape that, that you want to clean up? Um, I, I feel like I'm uh, my confidence. I feel like I was oh. a little shaky just um, Makes sense. But I feel like I can be out there on the field, so just reminding myself that I can be out there every day. So, How does, how does going through something like spring ball change once you've had experience on the field? Um, it's, it's a lot. I feel like I... Like I said, my, my confidence, I feel like I'm building that every day, just knowing I can be the best player that I can be every day. So. Yeah, um, obviously Carson's gone, which means there's a, at least one bigger job that's available yeah. out there. How how do you approach that, like knowing that there's a competition going on in that room, but yeah. they're all guys that you spend a lot of time with. Yeah, no, um, I, I see it as a team thing. I feel like um, I know um, if I work hard enough, I'll be able to play that big role, but if I don't, then I'm going to support. I feel like uh, one thing I want to emphasize is everyone in my position group should get buckets. Everyone should get a sack and stuff like that. So if I don't get the job, it's not that big, but it'll just cheering on my teammates is bigger than that. So. Okay. Um, you know, you, you guys have like some four-man fronts, some three-man fronts, and just, just like all the different ways that defense works. Yeah. There's a bunch of different roles, even just talking about like the third down pass rusher guys, yep. the guys who go in on second down to, to stop the run, whatever. Like, where do you think that you fit in the best? What What do you um, think you're the best at? I feel like um, my technique's really good. I feel like I know what to do at times. So I feel like maybe for a second down player, I feel like there's better rushers than me right now. So I won't be on the field on third down. But if I keep working on it, I feel like I should be on the field all the time. So. Who do you think the best rusher is right now? Oh, definitely Both. Jamar. Definitely Jamar. Jamar okay. Definitely I like Jamar. that. Yeah. Um, how what what you do over the off season? You get a chance to go home very much? Uh, no. Uh, I went home for a little bit. Okay. And I got to work out my turn out there, but just really that month I try to enjoy family and friends and just the times I don't have it. Yeah, it's gotta be nice. Um, what's what's school like at this point? Obviously, because you got here during the pandemic, right? Yeah, I got here. So everything's that. online. Yeah. And last year's kind of half and half. Yeah, like it's in person now. I like it though. I feel like I'm a lot more in focus and like I don't have a problem like with studying as bad because I'm yeah. in person now. So. Makes sense. Do you have any of your teammates in class? No. None? 
not this year, but okay. the first two years I did. So yeah. I guess at this point, like classes have got to be starting to get a little bit more challenging yeah, too, right? Yeah, a little bit, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Does that does that take more time away um, from football? Yeah, but I I I I take time and like with my time management, I make sure that's really important to me. I want to I stretch out my day and have to do stuff certain days and stuff like that. So I'm pretty good with school and balancing it with football. So okay, um, you get the scrimmage tomorrow. Yeah. How excited are you for that? I'm really excited. I feel like a lot of people don't know who I am and what I can do, so I'm just going out there and prove it to them. So. Yeah, and just having fans around, yeah. people watching. Mm-hmm. That's how, how does that change the dynamic of a practice? Oh, I think it's exciting. I feel like um, it's a different setting. It's more like a game-like setting, so I'm really excited for that. So. Um, in terms of the, the offensive linemen, is, is there anybody who you feel like you've had any – better battles with than others um i feel like they're all the same like yeah. i feel like they all give me a good competition like i i'll beat them and they'll beat me next way so i feel like they're all good overround group i feel like jake wiley's a real good okay. one and frank phillips they're both really good so. okay um you guys uh there's obviously like uh no carson no nate so you wind up having a bunch of new faces just just what's the the level of communication like like do, is, are there leaders stepping up in those oh places? yeah there's definitely leaders stepping up but i feel like we're all communicating in a high level so we can all be that leadership role that we have to replace in state and carson as well, so. awesome i think that's all i got for you yes, sir. Awesome. You so appreciate much. it yeah of definitely course. good stuff from Devin. and uh next we get to guy thomas you know guy is i i've only talked to guy a couple of times but they all really stand out um, I think I played it on the podcast last time, um, but but it was early last season, kind of after uh, he he'd started his breakout. You know, I think that that really started probably in that Texas A and M game, and then kind of grew through those several weeks after that. When you realize like the Buffs have a really really good football player here, like just his ability to stop the run is it's special. Like that's a really big man, that's a really strong man, and uh, he puts it to good use. Um, but when when I had a chance to talk to him last time, you know, we really dug in because because he had a, a pretty difficult path. Um, you know, obviously, like grew up in, in a rough area down in Miami, uh, winds up going to a JUCO, from there transferring somewhere else, and then transferring to Colorado. It, it was like this whole big process for him, and again, he was really challenging. But he he opened up, and, and it was. It's one of my favorite conversations, honestly, that I've had with with somebody while I've had this job. Um, but but we talked about like how nobody in his family had ever had a bachelor's degree before, and just like what that meant to to his family. And you know, well, you guys can hear what he had to say this time around. But he actually just won um, a, a, an academic award. You guys might have seen that there those were all like going around um, on Twitter the last couple of days, um, but. Um, it's the, the Clancy A. Herbst Jr. Student Athlete Achievement Award. Um, and those were given, uh, there are actually three of them. So Guy Thomas and Jalen Stryker from the, the football team both got them. But the award is given to athletes who overcome personal, academic, or emotional challenges and difficulties to succeed both academically and athletically. Um, so Guy is now getting his master's in organizational leadership um, I guess this just says overcame a, ch- a challenging childhood. Um, got his AA, deg- oh, associate's degree from Coahoma Community College. Um, 
Oh, it was Nebraska first, and then to Coahoma Community College. Uh, then came to CU after that, graduated in December, and now he's on to this stuff. So, again, you I don't know. You know, it, it, sometimes you forget about the school part, right? And I, you know, I'm not somebody who pushes like, hey, let's put the student back in student athlete. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who aren't that interested in that side of things, and I think that that makes some sense. Um, but, you know, when you you hear a story like guys, you know, again, a, a pretty rough background to, to being where he is now, you know, we'll let him say what he had to say, but to to go from a family that's never had somebody get a, a degree before to going to get your master's is, it's impressive stuff. And so props to him for that. Uh, here's here's what Guy Thomas had to say. Um, you guys are, what, like a week and a half now? Almost two weeks into practice? Yeah. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, yeah? A lot of good things is happening. Um, a lot of guys um, doing a lot of good things in practice. A lot of guys uh, competing uh, on a high level, which is exciting. Okay. Uh, how, how do you feel? Like, obviously, coming off the injury, are you, are you back to 100% yet? Uh, I would say so. I, I feel good. I still feel like Gal Thomas. Okay. I still feel fast and, you know, explosive. I, uh, I'm still able to do a lot of good things, you know, but I'm being smart and getting uh, treatment on my foot, making sure that's not a problem for me in the future. But, yeah, I feel really good. What was it like having to sit on the sidelines? During the end of that season, uh, it was a learning process for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm usually a part of the game, not really uh, on the sideline. Uh, so uh, just just sitting back and watching, mm-hmm. you know, not expecting to go in the game or be a part of the game. You know, it was a learning process for me. Yeah. I got to see the game from a different point of view. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I mean, obviously, beginning of the season, things were going really well. Like, like you're making plays everywhere. It seems like you, you kind of solidified yourself as one of the kind of key pieces of that defense. And that's got to make it even tougher to, to go to the bench afterward, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, challenging uh, for me uh, mentally. Because uh, the injury, it just happened out of nowhere. Like, uh, something that I do often, a pass rush, uh, doing pass rush, uh, my foot just bend it in a weird way and that was that uh, but yeah that was uh, uh i would say everything happened for a reason though and i'm kind of glad that it did happen because uh, i have to well i got a chance to sit back and watch <clears throat> so that texas a&m game the, the defense obviously was really good like hold, holding that team to 10 points like just how much fun is it to go out there and play with those guys and perform like that uh, it, it was really to you to get recognized for what you've done in class? It, it means a lot.
I can't get accomplished. <laughs> yep. And you're working on masters now, right? Yeah. Um, getting my master's degree. Be done with my master's program in December. Okay. As soon as my academic uh, scholarship time is up. Yep. What What do you think? Like a younger guy would say. Like if you if you told like the high school version of yourself that you're gonna go get a master's degree. Uh, to be honest, a younger guy would wouldn't believe me. Wouldn't believe that. Uh, based off uh, my circumstances, um, growing up, uh, school wasn't really the first thing I was. I love playing football, I love sports. Yeah. Didn't really like going to school. And you know, being the first in my family to graduate with a bachelor's degree, and now a, a, a master's, um, is, is really a big thing. It's a, it's a big milestone. Um, it's a, uh, I would say I'm a, I'm a chain breaker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you guys have the scrimmage tomorrow. Uh, how excited are you to get to just play? I mean, more football than you do in practice, and then in front of the fans as well. Well, um, well, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I think it's a good thing to, you know, get in front of the fans and play, um, but also um, take some live reps. Yeah. You know, I haven't really uh, uh, took live reps in a while, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Where do you think the depth is at in the outside linebackers room? You know, you lose Carson, but we got to see a little bit more of Devin later in the year. Uh, just, just in general, how, how deep do you think your group is? Um, I think that our depth is really deep. I think we have a lot of good guys that uh, that can play. You know, a lot of guys that competing for a starting job, number one job, which is exciting um, to see. You know, the young guys wanting to compete for a starting job and me being an older guy seeing that is, is exciting it's uh <clears throat> it's, it's kind of motivating you know to see these young guys hungry to you know get on the field uh Devin is doing a good job he's competing uh, uh Alvin Williams doing a good job uh, uh Jamal Montgomery you know he's only getting better each each uh each day and uh <clears throat> Zion, Zion's doing a lot of good things this uh, this spring. Uh, I think uh, Zion might uh, surprise a lot of people. Okay. He might, you know, touch the field this year and play a lot of downs. Uh, he's doing a lot of good things this spring. We know him being a sophomore mm-hmm. or a true or a, a um, redshirt freshman. Yep. So uh, I can't really, I can't. Well, I want to see Zion play. He's yeah. doing a lot of really good things right now. Okay, that's exciting. Um. Last one, I'll let you go. Uh, uh, Chris Wilson is the outside linebackers coach now. What, what has it been like getting to work more with him? Um, well, uh, Chris Wilson, Coach Wilson, he's a he's an intense guy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's an experienced guy. He's an older guy. He's uh he's coached for a long time. He's coached in the NFL for a while. Uh, he's seen a lot of guys. You know, he he knows a lot. You know, so uh, it's a lot that I can learn from him, uh, and that's one of the main reasons why I was excited about coming back, you know, because I'll be you know, getting coached by Coach Wilson. And, um, <clears throat> I can see that, you know, I'm a different guy, Thomas, you know, uh, from spring. And I really can't wait to see the final product, you know, after fall camp going into our first game, being coached by Coach Wilson. Awesome. Uh, appreciate the time, man. Appreciate you too. Definitely.